welcome back to yet another week of EastEnders Weekly, where we review the show EastEnders every week. You always seem surprised every week by what you're presenting. Well, just in case people don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, but you seem you seem like you you're not you don't even know. You're I like, don't know. We host a show about EastEnders. <laughs> Well, questionable. Well, that's true. Especially this week. What was well, the show's questionable, yes. or whether we should review it? Both. <laughs> but we're here. We have to be. And we're doing the episodes that were broadcast between the 21st and the 25th of October. Mm, we're here. We're ready to go. But before mm-hmm. we do... Oh, I'm oh. Alex, by the way. Hello, I'm Ben, and I'll be your host today. Yes, and I'll be your co-host, the second most popular host of the show. Maybe Stuart will be here next week on his fifth job. Yeah. Hopefully dressed as a hot dog. <laughs> I like to see him dressed, handing out flyers for our show, letting people know that we're here. Some people who do know we're here is our shout out of the week. And people have reached out to us. More people have reached out to us. So we've got a, we've got a queue now, Ben. We've got people waiting to be shouted out at. Yeah, you're going to start paying soon. So at uh, TXWildflower77 got in touch. She let us know that she was, a, she was running a bit behind with her episodes of EastEnders. But she's all caught up now. And she's ready to uh, listen to all of our podcasts, to catch right up to the to the <laughs> most recent episode, probably including Goodness. this very same episode. And uh, dedication. It is good for her. And she is able to read our live tweets again, which, by the way, just in case people didn't know, we live tweet every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday when EastEnders is broadcast on TV in the UK. And Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, just random things. We just we do. We just random Mainly things Mainly about now. Pat Butcher. Pat Butcher. Hollyoaks is now in there. Coronation Street. With jack of many trades, master. It was a very busy none. evening, Coronation Street. Heavy hour that was. Oof, I know. God. Lucky I had work to do. I wasn't really paying much attention. Yeah, it wasn't very good. You were drinking... I, was, I was so up last week for being really upset while watching Cory, even though I didn't mm. watch Cory. But no, didn't hit one, didn't even cry once. Yeah, it wasn't even a big week, if you think about it. Like, it, it wasn't like Britain's Got Talent Week or anything like that, no. or Christmas Week. Although they tried to make it like Christmas, didn't they? <sighs> anyway, back to our shout-out. So good. So shout out to at TXWildflower77 on Twitter, who's binged a month's worth of EastEnders and has finally caught up and is able to now listen to our show and watch EastEnders in real time. So good. Good for you. She's on the bus. She is. Um, as I said, we've had a, a couple of people who've asked for shout out. So keep listening because we'll do a new one every week. It might be you. It certainly will. I want one next week. Too late. You have to wait. <laughs> um, but if you'd like a shout out, you need to yes. get in touch with us on Twitter at EastEndersWeek. On our Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast or email us EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com. Quickly, we had an email this week as well, Ben. Email? We did. What's that? From Robert Easter. I know, it's weird that emailing is seen as kind of a bit old hat now. It's like, oh, we want to do an email. <laughs> Send us an email. Robert Easter has sent us an email and he's not happy about the rules of our game or my game last week, Top Tubs. Oh, yeah. So he wrote, if I heard correctly, did Alex not cheat a little? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> On the questions where the category was the lowest score, surely the lowest score of the two should be the winner, not the highest of the two. Or did I hear wrong? Now, Why should it be? You, you should defend this. You should say... Oh, I don't know. I've never played top... What's it called? Top, it's top tubs. You yeah, did. The you, actual one, I mean. Top the real trumps. one. I've never played top trumps, I don't know. The real one is top tubs now. Yeah. We're trademarking it. We're going all the way. Everyone wants the top tubs. I thought it was a tactical thing that if you had a low... If you went for a low score, then it's a bigger risk, but a bigger reward... <laughs> As in, as in, you know, if you if you won a lowest score category, you're you you know you're seen as a better player. So mm. I thought that's so it was the higher one. But do get in touch, everyone. And let me know if I had cheated. I don't understand what anything 
means. But it's important because if if I had cheated on that one, that means we would have drawn. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you you kind of want to cheer. Yeah. I'm just confused. I don't really understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> you just come in. Yeah. Here to look at tubs. Drink your coffee and leave. <laughs> that's, that's your day. Anyway, thanks again for everyone who's got in touch. Don't forget to keep listening to the end of the show where we'll read out more of your messages that you've sent to us and also who won the week of EastEnders. That's right. So we're going to start up our roundup now when we're starting with the Taylors slash Atkins because um, some quite hard-hitting um, developments in the Chantel storyline. Basically, more heartbreak and things that you just didn't want to happen for Ch- poor Chantel. I know, as, as, as if she wasn't in enough trouble already, mm-hmm. she's now in even more trouble. So you were a few weeks ago saying she's got nine months of you know safety, inverted yeah. commas. Um, maybe she were to get through to grain these nine months, a brand new start, and then this hits them. Little did I know that this was going to be the story. I mean... Very dark. She's instantly blaming herself as well for the... That she's had a miscarriage and she's blaming herself immediately because Grey's been warning her the whole time that she shouldn't be working and that if she overstresses herself or does too much that she's going to damage or upset yeah, she's herself. She's not blaming herself though, is she? She's, oh, she is. She knows that what she's saying to Karen is what Grey's going to basically be thinking of her. So we- in a way she's like double checking what Grey's going to say. And yeah, but I don't think Karen's stuff. a very good barometer to know mm. what Grey's going to say because Karen's obviously going to be very sympathetic about the situation. And I think, I do, I think Chantel's blaming herself because she knows that Grey's going to blame her, which you, which you just said. Mm. And so she's almost, she's securing herself immediately. She's putting the shield up straight away that if she can almost get the, the fear out of her immediately like now then when gray does find out or she admits it to gray that perhaps it won't mm. be quite so bad but she's pretending to gray that she's still pregnant as well isn't she which she's not she's not pretending she's still pregnant she she's is, just not she was wearing telling... the maternity well clothes. yeah she wore that maternity clothes that he won but she's not really telling him otherwise you know what i mean so she's not really he keeps asking her about the baby and keeps feeling her stomach and she's flinching a bit and so he is mm. spotting that she's not as not so enthusiastic about the child, uh, the, the pregnancy. Mm. And I think he thinks it's because he revealed it to everyone in the pub, which he did do out of spite, let's be honest. Yeah. And But he's feeling a bit guilty about it now mm. um, because of his counselling, mm. perhaps. Well, yeah, counselling. He's not going to counselling. He said to her she is. I don't believe it. I mean, we've not seen any scenes of him doing the counselling. Exactly, it's not happening. <laughs> if we haven't seen it, it's not happening. He's not going. And it's, like, it's a bit worrying because no matter what Chantel does is she's going to be in the wrong in Grey's eyes because if she went out and told him oh I had a miscarriage straight away Mm. then he would be blaming her for going to that to work and stressing but now that she's kept it a secret when it does come out and she said oh I lost it months ago Mm. he'll say if you told me then I wouldn't have been mad but now I am mad so whatever she does he's going to find a way to twist it well she's in a catch-22 situation you're absolutely right if she says it to him now he's going to say well I told you you shouldn't have worked and then Mm. get quite possibly physical with her um and as you say if she tells him a month or two or three down the line but i mean he's going to start noticing he's stopped he's started to notice now and it's um it's a very frightening situation for Chantel, and you can tell that she just doesn't trust gray still to not get physically upset well, he will now, won't he? there's mm. nothing stopping him as it were <laughs> i know it's a really dark horrible storyline um but yeah i mean she obviously she confided in her mum karen and then karen had like a bit of her own storyline this week with bailey mm. but she's still not sort of forgiving karen about her mum that's right her mum i'm not saying the name <laughs> well, i can't pronounce it who's mum bailey's mum yes and, um, we don't want to get into trouble <laughs> over this again yeah and, and the way this storyline turned out at the end like, to begin with i was thinking Ugh. 
Like they've decorated her bedroom with telescopes, and I was like, oh no, not again. But and Professor look, Pop in the planet. Yeah, she's a bit young for that. I feel. Yeah, it did sound like a kind of show that, especially Bailey, who's mm. a very mature mind. I thought anyway. they were going to say like David Attenborough or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the way it ended, where she said that she. Because she noticed that she'd been wetting the bed, so she washed mm. everything in her room. And then when she mentioned about her mum's cardigan, I thought, oh, that's something that has a spin on it that I didn't think about, which I thought was quite sweet. Mm, it's the only thing that reminded of her mum, the smell of her mum still. And Karen accidentally has washed it. And obviously Bailey's quite upset. And just when Karen was starting to build bridges with Bailey as well, mm. like Bailey was beginning to... Look her in the eye. <laughs> Look her at in least. the eye. Yeah, yeah. Not be angry at her and not, not blame her for everything. For starting to forgive Karen for the truth that came out a couple of weeks ago. And again, the wall goes on lockdown again because then she did something wrong concerning Bailey's mum again. So mm. it's, it's it's difficult for Karen because she can't really do... again, isn't she? Mm, she just can't do anything right. And it was interesting where she kept saying to Mitch, don't mention the pregnancy, be nice around Chantel. Mm. So she was she's keeping it secret too. Well, she, t- she, she told Mitch not to visit Chantel. She said, give her some room, let mm. her have some breathing space. It but was... didn't tell her what, him why, why? but probably why. Mm. It was interesting also that Karen revealed that she had had a miscarriage too. Um, and we, you, you reminded me when we were watching that Bernie had had a mis- miscarriage. Mm. Karen so... did mention it back when Bernie had a miscarriage too. Oh, okay. So there's some continuity there. Yes, yeah, good. Surprise, surprise. But that's good. But we've also just remembered we've not mentioned Ash, the doctor. Oh, Dr. Ash. Yeah, she was the one supporting Chantel mm. when she went to the clinic after she spotted that she had miscarried. And she's a good doctor because she's got Dr. Ash mode mm-hmm. where she's professional. And then she bumped into Chantel in the real world. Doesn't mention it. Doesn't blab to Honey like a normal EastEnders doctor would. Well, you didn't see the scene. You just saw Chantel talking to Honey because Honey kept gushing over like, oh, it's so nice to be a mother and you're <laughs> pregnant. and Don't lift heavy milk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be lifting those cartons. And um, Ash kind of walked in and just gave her a sympathetic smile. Mm. So do you reckon there's going to be more of a story between Ash and Chantel to develop? I hope so. Maybe mm. she might be like the first one to see... Because that nurse noticed that Chantel may be being beaten. Maybe Ash works with that nurse and mm. it will get going that way, maybe. So they kind of collude and find out more and more yeah. information. They put the jigsaw I like Ash. She's a nice little addition. I like Surprise. Ash. It's annoying me a little bit that they're, tr- they're almost making the audience feel like idiots when they keep saying, oh, <laughs> Ash's family, she doesn't want to meet um, Ikra. Well, yeah. Why is that? No one knows why. And it's like, we all know and why. Knows. We're not fools. We know that the, well, they haven't officially announced that Ash is they've no, are her brothers but, but we're not stupid they've introduced them at the same time as ash mm. and ash is embarrassed and we know she has brothers you know it's 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 really annoying me that they think that the audience are stupid not to click mm. on to that straight it's away it, we know that that's Plus the introduction to his brothers is so weird like they've just been disappeared for two weeks well the third one spoiler fast forward through 30, 30 <laughs> seconds the third one is um going to be oh, yeah, coming next week, next week. yeah, yeah. all three are back <laughs> hooray Whip, whip. I mean, at least one of them will be worth returning. <laughs> Raise one eyebrow. Two of them. But we have not. What one that we haven't yeah. met yet? <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about our favourite internet stalker. <laughs> yeah, right. Deep dived into the Very web good. this week. He should do personal detective work, not work with Gray. Oh, he's a solicitor. He has to find the background information oh, wow. of a case that no one knows about. Really? I love that he was asked a hundred times by like those of different people, what case is it again? <laughs> every time matter. he just changed the subject, he was like, oh, you know. Tony King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, some case, and no one knows why. Yeah, so there's been more um, 
So we say rewriting of Callum's backstory. Yeah, Such I know. Such a blank canvas for two years. You can literally <laughs> just say whatever you want about him. That is gonna like. All they've got on the history is basically is he shot Mick when he first yeah. came in. And he used to wear a hat. Oh, I noticed actually on that video mm. he wasn't wearing a hat. Ah, oh, that's that was interesting. In the past, so why was he yeah, not wearing the hat? That was his trademark for a long time. Mm. That little woolen hat. Oh, may he rest in peace. I miss Halfway's hat. Do you think he'll ever come back? Maybe next week. <laughs> Um, we have stuff like but yeah, we had Leo going for interviews with Grey, which we kind of knew last week. Mm. Um, but they've been working at home together. Very hot little couple there. Oh goodness me! You've mocked up a still <laughs> of a picture of Grey and Leo, and you put a quite well-known pornography brand in the bottom right-hand corner. I, I didn't take that still; someone else's. Yes, but the fact it. you then mocked it up to look at like the 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 title card of a porno movie. You'll call me Leo. That's what he would do. What would you name a porno movie, everyone out there, between Leo and uh, Grey? We'd be interested That'd in be your name. That'd be a names. pun on Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, it'd be a pun on either of them. The Leo King. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brings colour to Grey's cheeks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um, we also had, on his way to his interview, Slag, the slag of the town. Now, now Pat's dead. I know. <laughs> How dare they call Whitney a slag? Mm. She's not a slag, to be fair to her. <laughs> I know, but we saw someone spray paint it. Mm. The person who played the arm has got in touch with us. Y- yes, he has. <laughs> so we actually know who it actually was. Mm. But who was he playing? We don't know. We don't know. Um, at first, I thought it was Ben, because I thought mm. I recognised his iconic coat from his first ever cast cards. But uh, as I said, Ben's got far too many stories. No, he can't he, have another no. one thrown into He the was pot. busy at the time because he was dancing or something. Mm. But then, obviously, dancing. I thought... Yeah, it, he was. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, was that this week, him dancing? Mm, dancing to Black Magic by oh, Lil Mix. Yeah. Mm. Nice hips. But then I thought, oh no, obviously it's Leo because he's setting things up for Whitney. Mm. So we don't know it's Leo, but it's got to it's be. It's presumed it's Leo. He keeps watching and he walked past and offered to help scrub it off. Yeah, which, which he did a good job. Did you oh, notice? because he did it. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, I know what we'll get this off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got just the sleeve. I, I recognise this paint. It's the same as on my sleeve right now. Um, Yeah, him and... Callum both helped Whitney clean the graffiti. Whitney really didn't do very much. Like by the time Leo had taken off the S for slag, and then (laughs) he was like, "Oh, I better get going. I've got work to do." (laughs) A few hours later, Callum walks by. She's still (laughs) she's still working on the G. (laughs) She's like she's not very good, is she? Well, I might spray paint this week and call it lazy slag then. Yeah, I'll go back. Sloppy slag. But um, yeah, she took it quite well for Whitney. She didn't seem that bothered. Well, first, she accused she? the girl who had shoplifted from her oh, on yeah, Monday. So she thought, oh, it's probably that her. She's probably a bit bitter, so I'm fine about it. And then... My designer jumpers I designed. <laughs> she spent the whole day cleaning slag off her stall. Mm. Like, you can't make any money by not selling anything. She could have at least, she could have covered the back of the stall with, like, all her clothes. And then just spent the evening cleaning it off. Mm. Why did she do it in front of the market full of people so everyone could see that she was cleaning slag off her store? And none of the market <laughs> holders helped, offered to help. No. Obviously, Whitney's not very popular. Well, considering the market is like all friendly, everyone, yeah, knowing, I mean. you know, everyone helps each other out. They're having to cush, everyone would be over there helping Yeah, him. if Martin dropped a few apples, everyone would come running mm. over and start picking them up for them, like Pikmin. Obviously, Whitney's not very popular with her close stall. Well, she's got she that taking pitch. customers. Yeah, she probably got that pitch through a bribe or yeah, favours. Wink. <laughs> yeah, slaggy favour. <laughs> what a slag. Um, but apart from all of that, obviously, we had Leo working on the mysterious case. Mm. And he sort of opened up to Grey and said why he wants to be a good-hearted solicitor. He's not in it for the money. He doesn't want those big money cases. He wants the 
the people who can't defend themselves and they need to prove themselves innocent because his dad was in a situ- similar situation. Yeah, who's his dad? Is this another situation where we're not meant to actually know? The storyline would be so much better if we didn't know. It would be 100% better. See, this is a situation where it would be it would be a bit like Ashes and the Brothers. Mm. Like, do Trying to work it... out who this guy yeah, was. To, We've to... said that before, but it would be so much better. Ruined by Bianca's return, yeah, which we keep saying. Bianca's return wasn't worth the hassle we're having. Because mm. it, it would be more mysterious. Why is he upsetting, trying to upset Callum? We know now why he's trying yeah, to upset Yeah, because you Callum. might think he's like from the army. But yeah. But you know everything. So it's just like we're kind of just waiting for this weird guy to unravel. So it's a bit of a shame. He has got sinister in his eyes, though. He does play crazy well, doesn't he? Like, when he just stares mm, into space, creepy. just out into the open, and, like, without anyone kind of seeing him, he just you can see him calculating in his mind mm-hmm. the next step. I mean, Gray did call him brilliant, but a bit crazy <laughs> this week. you got to worry. And he had that um, video, which is a weird case which we don't know what it's about. I don't think there is a case. The, the video of Callum. Mm, there must no. be a case because he showed it to Gray, didn't he? He was using it as an excuse to show it to Gray. I think initially he was going to say to Gray, um, almost as a seed for Gray to then kind of leak it. Yeah, mm. and to leak it to other people. But then I think he just couldn't be bothered to wait. And so then just went straight into the kill and said to Whitney, oh, I want to show you some website or something I found on the... <laughs> and then kept the video open at the bottom. Yeah, Callum Highway, look yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whitney, click. <laughs> Yeah, clickbait for Whitney. Yeah, interesting video though, isn't it? Mm, it does put Callum into a bit of a different perspective. Mm. I mean, you can't use the excuse of, oh, I'm just trying to hide my sexuality from my friends. You know, you can't <laughs> use that in that situation. because no, they did, on the video it says, take off her bra. They say to Callum, take off her bra. And they laugh at him and say, oh, have you never taken off a bra before? Mm. And he's not physically doing anything and he is kind of backing away. But at but the to, same time... But to not make, yeah, but to yeah. not condone them and to... to to condone them, I should say, and to not kind of stop them and say, guys, come on, this is disgusting. Let's stop. Let's get her to a medical centre and try to help mm. her out. But Where was didn't. she? Just in a dorm? It looked like she was sat in like an alleyway in a dumpster, right. I thought. Um, it's very dark, can tell. Yeah, but the whole video is dark. I mean, was Callum's ex Chris there? Is this the same night oh, that yeah, photo was true. taken? That's true. Was this... Again... his hat was off then. <laughs> he only takes it off for Chris. <laughs> and Ben. I know, it's very suspicious. I mean, mm. like, there was a few kind of, uh, this Callum, really? Because yeah, I said... It seems out of character for him. Like, but... even when he was straight, inverted commas, like, mm. he was still a bit soppy, wasn't he? Well, I thought it was going to be more of a haze kind of video. You know, you see, like, you hear about frat, college frat parties. Mm, like, like, in the army or yeah, and they in t- the barracks. That's it. It's an initiation service that they did to some guy. In the guy. shower blocks. That's right. They tied him up naked <laughs> and kind of threw stuff at him or something like that. I thought, because that's quite bad, but to make it a video where, essentially, it was very similar to the Ruby story, mm. and Whitney was quick to remind him of that, too. Oh, yeah. And Lola in the background was going, yeah, every time she says <laughs> like Lola. when have Whitney and Lola been friends? Well, they weren't. They were just happened to be in the mm. same place at the same time. And Lola was kind of it's watching over the shoulder. just a catalyst to put something in between Ben and Lola and Callum, isn't it? That oh, it was, no, it was just to put something... Because Whitney was obviously still very good friends with Callum. Mm. And so I think Whitney took Callum's advice to maybe perhaps take a step back and not get into a relationship so quickly with Leo. But Leo wants to get the ball rolling and get the you know the train running and start, you know, the the process of basically getting Whitney Mm. to admit that she wrongfully accused his dad of doing something in his eyes. Yeah, to stand up to Callum a bit, he did say to Whitney, oh no, wait, watch the end of the video, you haven't seen the end. So I'm assuming maybe Callum steps in heroically in Leo's... No, Callum does say, Callum actually says that she wakes up and then smacks the guy who is encouraging everyone mm. in the he- in the face. But but that doesn't make it any better. That's what really. he says, yeah. Mm. It really, no, it doesn't. I'm sorry, it doesn't. 
and, <laughs> and what indeed but it really doesn't this has really put callum into a you cannot use the fact that you're hiding your sexuality as an excuse mm. in this situation and yes okay when you're in a mob mentality perhaps you do get you do stuff that you wouldn't necessarily do if you were on your own i mean if Colin was walking down the street and saw a woman passed out on the street i doubt very much he would think to himself oh they got knickers off you know he <laughs> it was it was a mob mentality mm. but at the same time like that was really incriminating against Callum and if there is a case which I don't think there was I think it was a lie to get the no. video shown but if there is a case then that's another story we're going to you know be heading down soon that Callum's going to have this court case against him for sexual harassment mm. well he went to see Leo later in the week mm. at E20 and he said how did you find that video it's it's like a friend of someone who I'm not friends with well yeah it's like a guy I unfriended a folder somewhere in well, an album well it was, it was a guy he unfriended so he would have had to find the guy who's unfriended friends and then gone through a friend of a friend of a friend and so he would really have had to deep dive into Callum's social media to find mm. it so a lot of effort would have had to be made to do it and so he's kind of accusing him of deliberately using it against him for Whitney and he's but he says I'm not doing it for my concern I don't care what people think about me but I'm concerned of what you're planning with Whitney mm. and quite cocky leo just kind of said well you you keep worrying yeah, but prove it yeah prove it she doesn't give a hoot about you anymore mm. it's interesting as well last week when he was leo was getting whitney drunk in e20 and callum was watching on mm. there was a line where callum said oh i'm not going to let this happen to a girl again and obviously ah. that links to that video i guess okay which is a bit like oh come on a week apart of course you're going to say that for like writing purposes it's a bit stupid i thought i didn't think that's stupid it just gives you a bit i like it when the writers give you a little clue little of hint. what they're planning so, yeah yeah they've got that to think about so maybe he does feel guilty about what happened but being the closeted man he just couldn't feel the strength mm. to speak out against his straight peers <laughs> we need to quickly talk about ben and callum as well because their relationship oh, about is getting stronger and stronger and well, they keep kissing all the time. They're kissing all the time. Touching exactly. hands, touching but thighs. They've become quite the couple in quite a short amount of time, haven't they? They're like an old couple. They really are. They're like the um, Les and Pam, <laughs> some might say. It's something about that apart that flat, isn't there, mm. that causes people to revert settle. to... Yeah, kind of settle. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Um... Yeah, full on. He's, uh, it's a bit of a shame that they maybe didn't sit down and show us a scene of him talking to Lexi about being in a relationship with Callum I thought because like they opened mm. the week where Callum just came downstairs and just kissed her in front of him but it would really be nice for us to maybe see them sit and explain it to her just for like the audience I don't know I think Lexi's she's young and a lot of young people don't really see right yeah but just to sh- yeah but they should show us that see, though I well, you think she, they need to explain it to Lexi? No, I but think they just do. say oh Lexi you know your mum lives here Callum lives here I live here you're mm. Nan, who was dead, like just explain, <laughs> dead. Just explain a few things. <laughs> That'll be the biggest shock from Lexi. I've what my Nan's dead. <laughs> but um, I think it would just be nice for the not for Lexi personally as a character. I'm sure mm. Lexi's fine, but just for the audience watching, like a gay couple with someone who already has a child, just say, "Oh, this is Dad's yeah, boyfriend." But I think if if a, if an or if someone watching EastEnders needs to have their their little mind comforted because a gay couple have a child, then that's their problem, not Lexi's. Yeah, well, we just went through like Pride Week and that whole big thing with Callum's dad. I think it would just be nice. Mm. They they need to focus a bit more on the actual relationship of Balam. I feel like it's going like a thousand miles an hour. That, that, that's exactly it. That's what I mean. It's like the, the this relationship. It would be more interesting and more intriguing if you could see this young gay relationship start mm. to blossom. It's in because that's instead the... of Ben and Martin, personally. Exactly, Ben and Martin, which but we, we will uh, yes. talk about <laughs> after the game, I believe. Hmm. Well, should we do that then, so we can talk about that because it's just it's stewing. <laughs> <laughs> Need to talk about it. So yeah, we'll go to a game and then we'll come back to round up some more. 
Are you ready for another edition of Slater Family Values? Born ready. This is the game, which is six degrees of separation. Everyone on the square is related in one way or another. And you have to link two characters that I tell you together in six steps. Got it? I've got it, yeah. Sorry, yes, I've got it. I just, I'm writing, I'm writing, <laughs> I'm writing down so I'm ready and prepared. And you've got 60 seconds to do so. Mm-hmm. So I've got a past character and a current character this week, just to mix it up a bit. <laughs> Great. There's no bonus points this week. Oh, well, so you're not going to, if I throw one in the middle? No, because I forgot to do it. Okay. <laughs> That's not surprising. <laughs> so I want you to link, it's hard enough as it is, you see, Diane Butcher, do you remember her? I remember her very well. I'm watching her now on Classic quite often. I want you to link Diane Butcher to Tina Carter, please, in six steps. (laughs) God. It's surprisingly easier than you think. They're not in the same era, though. That's fine. Right, so are you ready to link these girls? (laughs) These ladies? Yes, I am. Okay, so you've got 60 seconds starting from now. Okay, um, so Diane Butcher is the daughter of Frank Butcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Frank Butcher once married Peggy Mitchell. Yes. Peggy Mitchell is the is the mother mm-hmm. of Phil Mitchell. Yes. Phil Mitchell once married. Oh no. Yeah, no. Phil Mitchell has thirty seconds. Phil Mitchell has a has a rivalry. Right. A long-term rivalry with Ian Bill. Mm-hmm. Ian Bill is the son of the poor, poor Kathy Bill, and Kathy Bill employs Tina Carter. First of all, at her cafe, Ten and seconds. then completely regretted it and did it the Alberts, <laughs> and, and that, so then it leads to Tina Carter. Oh, well done! How exciting. Veered off to I. Mine was quite similar to begin with, but you veered off halfway through different directions. There's lots of directions. Everyone knows everyone else in EastEnders. Well, I've got Diane Butcher. It's Frank's daughter, obviously. Mm. Um, Frank married to Pat, because Pat's related to everyone. Mm. Pat and Peggy were best friends. Yeah. Peggy's son is Phil. <laughs> Phil sold the Vic to Mick. And Mick's sister is Tina. I oh, see. I thought you could have used Phil was married to Kathy and then done it that way again. Because mm. they were married. Or with they Shirley. Phil and Shirley. They were together. Oh, yeah. And Shirley. Yeah. And Shirley and Tina. See, even Diane Butcher from 1990 yeah. can be linked to Tina Carter. Well, even before that, wasn't it? She was introduced in 1989. Mm. Before that, in fact, 1988. Yeah. It's a, the long, rich history that is Wolford. <laughs> Just throw Pat in there and you can link it to anyone. I was going to say, yeah, if you put Pat Butcher in there. That you... foul tar. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You did it. You did your six steps for Slater Family Values. So I had you fooled there. You think we're cause talking about Balam now? Well, we're not. We're talking oh. about Kathy and Stuart. Oh, you got me every time. Which is still something I can talk about with some venom and hate. Wait, oh, no, no, you missed a trick there. Something you can talk about with relish. Because he was a hot dog. Yes, he was a hot dog. That was a great joke. No, no time for jokes because of the <laughs> oh, yeah. storyline. No time for fun. We have to talk about EastEnders. <laughs> well, let's just get going on this storyline because Kathy is giving Stuart job after job after job an opportunity mm. for not I don't really get why she's doing this because but, she wants Stuart to have a secure yeah, I know place that, for when Rainy stupid. comes home it's not stupid it it's stupid. kind they're turning him into Minty slash Gary Hobbs that's true but they also desperately needed to give Kathy some kind of 360 for sorry 180 for having 
basically done something very, very bad last week. That's giving a drug addict drugs. Well, yes. But also, Kathy still did something bad because she got him a job at the Albert. Mm. Where is, is, is how, how common knowledge is it that Stuart beat up Ben on Pride Week? I don't think it is that common knowledge. I really? think it's just a, mm, I think it's just a secret between Callum and Ben and him. Okay. Who works at oh, um at the Albert? Tina. Imagine her turning up from oh, Italy. Course, yeah, I forgot with about Stuart that. behind the bar with her. Mm, but maybe that's a Kathy. sign. Maybe that is a sign that Tina's out. Because <laughs> don't forget, she didn't tell her that there was drug smuggling. Did you notice those little posters around the... Uh... Yes, couldn't help but notice. <laughs> they were everywhere. I mean, is this Kathy's defence against this drug pushing in her club? Mm. Just put posters up. <laughs> They'll stop eventually. Yeah, it was like the comedic storyline throughout the week, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Where he's just doing a job, not very good at it, moves onto the next business went to wolf again ian did the same thing he did to rainy basically mm. and like wouldn't pay him or made him do extra hours or do jobs no one else wanted to do but what is there to say really what where did this where is this going where is it developing i mean i quite liked Stuart working in the calf i thought that was a, a good place for yeah, him. it was funny but the only thing that annoyed me was that Stuart always seems to be a character that a that tries very hard to please and when he was in the CAF, he, he seemed quite settled there and happy to do it. But every other place he went to, so the the club and Wolford East... Doesn't like gays looking at me? Yeah. I'm he, dressed like a gay, it's like, for God's sake. No, I know, but then that's his character, isn't it? I don't think he mm-hmm. means to be offensive. He's just... He doesn't mean to be offensive. <laughs> well, he doesn't offensive. like gay people, does he? Well, he, has to, he does, because he loves his brother, Callum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Callum said he was cooking a meal for Ben, he was a oh, bit like... Oh. Yeah, but that was only because Stuart was upset because Can't he thought he was him. cooking a... No, because he thought he was cooking a meal for him. He thought <laughs> it was going to be a night in with him and Callum. He was like, oh, nice. And then when he said, well, no, it's for Ben. I don't think it's because they were gay. I just mm. think it's because uh, Stuart thought that he was having a meal cooked by his brother. Because he's got <laughs> his brother back as well. So you, you have to admit he's very happy about that. Callum's finally let him back in again. Mm. But he's not got a job. When he hasn't got a job, yeah, but do you... he quit Wolford East. Yeah, but you don't think it's going to end there? It's clearly... What's next? Fish and chip shop then? This well... is his last chance. No, I think Kathy will probably find a job that picked out of thin air. She'll probably find. I could see like... him in the fish and chip shop actually. That suit. Well, his um... little white hat. Yeah, that suit, Stuart. Mm. Don't really see that set much anymore. You do. They used it very recently. No, not the inside or people working behind. No, that's true. That's true. So that's his last hope with the Bill Empire, isn't it? You don't realise how much the Bills have. Although Kathy's is her own, I suppose. Oh, I suppose mm. the, the... But together. Together. Especially with Ben Mitchell in the mix. Yeah. Lots of things. Lots of things in lots of different pies. Lou Bill be so pleased. <laughs> well, I don't think she would. Not with Ian. Snivelling little wreck, isn't That's he? true. She'd be pleased. She liked Kathy, though, didn't she? Arthur would be pleased then. Even though it's got nothing to do with him. Arthur wouldn't give him monkeys because he's not his family. <laughs> okay, Pete Bill. If he Arthur... would be <laughs> Pete Bill would be pleased, yeah, because it's all about money, isn't it? Mm. It's so funny seeing Ian Bill in like the old days when he was quite liberal and quite. And you can you've seen the change from 1985 because if you're watching the classic episodes from 1985 to 1991, we're at now. Mm-hmm. The, you can see now the Ian Bill we know now, mm. but you couldn't see it in like the first two years, two three years of the show. Yeah, a lot of damage has been done to Ian. Like from the I, not I killed Lucy. <laughs> from the Who Killed Lucy storyline, like he had some real good development and he. He changed as a character mm. and it was quite interesting to watch. And then 2017, where they ruined him, when he did that weird, like, I'm going to run for government for like a month. Oh, God, yeah. And they've just forgotten because <laughs> of the this, this stabbing story. Yeah. That's coming back, by the way. What, the running for government? Yes. Do you reckon he's going to have those posters made again? No. Oh. 
It was an acronym, wasn't it? But like ever since Bill. 2017, they've just ruined. They put his character backwards with Masood, and since then he's just been a bit of like a caricature. Well, I hated the mm. Bill and Masood story in in the first mm. time when it was happening. We we moaned about it every week on the podcast. Did you see um guy who plays Masood was interviewed saying he'd like Masood to come back soon? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, really? Don't need him. You came back, back once. Look what happened. He left twice yeah. and then came back a third time during York's <laughs> era just because he, he hung needed... around. But he, would... I think it was just a kind of like a plastering the gap, you know, just to kind of mm. fill up the. the, the... Like, that is not needed. Thanks. Yeah. The cast. Love just... you, Masood, but no. Oh, I love it. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but they just, there was nothing no. more for him and that's why he had to go again. Mm. He came back. Oh, no. No, 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 no. All right, so let's get on to the real crux of the week. <laughs> I'm dreading this. <laughs> ben and Martin's storyline. Still I just, going. Can I just quickly put my 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 opinion now about it, and then yeah. then you can have yours, because I know yours is going to be a, probably a lot more no, negative. I'm just going to say... positive? I don't mind the Ben and Martin storyline. I genuinely don't. I I notice its flaws, and I wish that they would do more between Ben and Callum, rather than focus so much on Ben and Martin. Yeah. But for the situation in which they need to f- fill out a plot of some sort just to keep <laughs> Lacey off the soap for another six months, I don't mind it. Hmm. It's fine. And right. I quite find I find it quite gripping at times. Really? Yeah. I was thinking back to when we thought, oh God, Martin and Ruby are gonna have an affair and that's why Stacey leaves. Mm. We were dreading that and I was thinking actually Yeah, always forgiven. Like <laughs> yeah, please do that instead. Yeah. But yeah, this feud I mean, feuds between two male characters anyway are just boring always on EastEnders. Because they're just rubbish. But they're they're always not like so violent, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. I want Sharon and Mel back. Yeah, you want the kind of God. the backstabbing and yeah, the, the, camp, the blackmail, yeah. yeah. And the lies. Mm. But um, the only good thing about this storyline is the two actors. Oh, top They're class. doing the best they can mm. <laughs> with this um, material. But I mean, when we had Martin hanging upside down at the end of this week, I was oh. like, for God's sake. This, was... whole, this whole thing with Ben and a bridge, like back from years ago, the only reason, when it was brought up, I was like, oh, clever continuity. Now I know why it was brought up, because it was this stupid plot device. Well, they keep referring to it. They referred it about three times this week it no, kept getting stupid. referred to when he was played by harry reed they didn't seem to hate each other yeah and but this... they had harry reed didn't have anything on martin well, does ben really have anything on martin well he does but see this it's is the so weird silly. thing ben is sense. angry at martin for trying to kill his dad yeah but ben but... told them to leave him to dead and watched him nearly die but that's the funny thing isn't and it also phil was strangling martin about to kill martin mm. It's just stupid. And but, the fact that he's like saying that means Stacy can't come back. It's like why? Why does Ben want Stacy not there? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the that's the weird Mother thing. Mother of Wolford. Yeah, wearer of red coats. Seller of fruits. Bearer of children. <laughs> What's wrong with our Stacy? <laughs> I know, there, there, there's something I think I don't know. Because it was it was it was Stacy that did the ultimate blow to Phil's head. Mm. And as you said, I don't think Ben cared at the time of the assault about what Stacey had done it, but because now Phil has forgiven him and he's back in the family, mm. I think he feels it's his duty to now have this vendetta against the Slaters, as in Stacey and Martin. That's fine, but it could be written better. Like, when Martin dobbed him into Jack and they decided to, like catfish ben and get him caught catfish well they did cat like entrapped him then whatever yeah, yeah. and he just came out of prison and said oh yeah i use my get out of jail free card but like, it wasn't explained at all like, mm. what does that mean exactly because mm. has ben got contacts in the police 
Or I if mean, he does how? Oh, they have just the, the Mitchell solicitors. I mean, but how many times has Ben been arrested since he's come back? Oh, since he's come, what, as Max Bowden? Yeah. Not been arrested, has he? Has he not? I'm, I'm oh, trying, they trying... nearly arrested him for the Phil thing, didn't they? I think. Oh, yeah, they questioned they him for that. They kept arresting everyone that week. <laughs> but um, it's just... It's just it's a bit lazy, and it's not really plot. Like we had um, Ben get shot. Sonia saved his life. Mm. Like the Mitchells owe Sonia, and we have this Martin and Sonia dynamic. So why is Sonia not stepping up and like going to Phil well, and being Sonya, like, "Sort your son Sonya out." Sonia had I offered. Saved his life. Sonia had offered to do it, but then Martin didn't tell her. That's not going to stop Sonia. She would go there anyway but, but, and do it. But, but this is the thing. Martin's now, after this a new assault, he's got more cuts on him. He was rubbing blood on his daughter's face. <laughs> like, he... It's, again, is Sonia not going to notice that he's now got more damage done to his mm. face? I mean, yeah. How long is it going to be till Sonia spots that there is something going on that's perhaps more trouble than he's letting on why is she just letting him carry the burden of weight on his shoulders when she keeps insisting that you know you're my friend and you know we've known each other she said this week she said you're my longest you're my oldest friend on the square oldest living friend i had to correct her oh yes (laughs) (laughs) they're all dying around her (laughs) but um I hope they're not doing like a Sonia and Martin thing. No, I don't think they are no, because it, it, friendship. It, it was joked about by Dottie this week as well, wasn't oh, yeah. it? When she said, um, "You know, oh, don't say you started falling in love with her when the cat's away." And I think so. I think the fact that they kind of brought it up is going to be no, it's not going to happen. But it just does feel a bit strange to me that he's quick to ask Jack for help, but the one person who has openly said, "I could probably help you out here mm. if you let me," he's not accepting it. And I guess maybe. Ben keeps threatening everyone. Maybe he thinks he'll kill Sonia or something. But, like, that's another weird thing with Ben, how he keeps threatening, like, Martin's children. Like, I'll oh, put them on the bridge. Yeah, it was like... really weird. He said, didn't he? He said um, about all the kids he's had with Stacey, and he said, they'll make you watch it, too. Mm. I mean, that has a really... That's a nasty side mm. to, to portray. And also how Ben was like, oh, you're not very tough now. Mm. It's like, Ben, you didn't do anything. You just stood on the other side of the train, like, watching. Unless you watch the mob. Like, you need take to over. do it, Ben, if you're going to try and be scary. But it's funny how he's got this kind of... He's He's got this power already over this group of people where like, did they come from exactly where did he hire this mob from it's weird I mean, he was it? he was scared off by mel owen in a purple hat last year <laughs> to onto a ferry <laughs> yeah. and now all of a sudden he's got a mob yeah it's really strange it's so isn't over it? the top ha- ha- and like yeah really gangster but kind of almost cartoonish yeah mm. but again it's it's like running like so quickly at the moment these senders mm. like one story another story another story it's like just calm down and give us some actual real plot I was wondering one more thing that I was annoyed about is how at the end of this bridge thing, he then went back to Callum and they had this like, oh, I love you, kiss, kiss. And it's like, oh, that'll make the viewers accept him. Mm. They keep doing that. They keep having Ben at the beginning of the week where he was dancing with um, Lexi. And I put on Twitter, oh, we, we've got this in our heart screen. So that means he's going to do something that we can never forgive now. Yeah. But you will forgive him because he's a little family man. They keep doing that. It's really cheap. Did you notice, though, he also... Um did every time he spoke to martin at the beginning of the week and kind of organized martin to do these jobs for him he was doing it in front of his daughter mm. and that was like that was it reminded me of like a mafia movie scene like mm. he his his daughter who's almost naive to it and not really understanding and kind of comparing it to the game that she's playing in front of her monopoly he's like oh this is, are you talking about buying houses on monopoly <laughs> well you know that kind of um and yeah. it's just weird wasn't it like that tell he was, a story or something yeah you know? and he was basically he's talking quite dark and morbid things to to martin about his instructions of what he has to do to you know get the money in front of his young daughter 
So is this is this the start of that her daughter Lexi is going to be as evil and as bad as Ben? I, yeah, the thing is, I don't think it is. I think they're literally using that as a you can still love Ben because he's got a daughter. Yeah, and but he's, he's doing. Got Callum. Yeah, but he's I doing. I don't think there's anything deeper at the moment. That's the bad thing about it. I don't think it mm. is deeper. But he's doing these dark got... things in front of his daughter, though. So yes, mm. he's doing these silly things. He's dancing to black magic and um, he's having daddy daughter days and you know mm. as you said he's fallen in love with callum he's his he's one true love since paul he's he's opened up his heart again to this guy but as you say it's not redeeming enough it's not you can't encompass him in this happy rabbit floppy land mm, it's not enough and then have this this horrible thing he's torturing this guy you just can't do that you can't mm. and he's torturing really he's torturing martin really like unnecessary Mm. I know they brought up this thing that happened like a thousand years ago, but in EastEnders you could bring up anything with any character. Oh, absolutely! Like Sonia, Sonia could bring up dunking Sharon in that water, yeah, and like put her on, drown her in a thing or something. Yeah, Dotty yeah. tried to kill her own grandmother. Yeah, but her, you know she's brought her back from Ireland. You know it's all good. But it's not enough. It needs more actual reason behind these things. They seem a bit like special effects, mm. but then it doesn't really have much meaning to it. I'm scratching my head to think: is there something, some past between Ben and Stacy? And is this the, is this the reason why he doesn't want Stacey back? Are we gonna? Is he suddenly gonna reveal something that everyone's forgotten? Or a scene happened? from like two thousand and four. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> like when Stacey, I don't know, smacked him in the face because he listened to Lady Gaga in front of her or something. Mm. You know, is, is there a scene that we're all forgetting between him and Stacey, and that it's just we're all gonna suddenly be like, oh my god, I forgot about that. And yeah, but the thing is, with the writing this week, if there was. They would have like referenced the scene like two episodes ago and then mentioned it two episodes later. Mm. That's what they tend to do at the moment. I do, I do agree with you though that I think they need to, they need to kind of get their ducks in a row and basically sort out exactly what they want to do because we are getting closer and closer to this, you know, big milestone, the 35th anniversary, mm. and everyone's really excited, thinking, "Oh, there's going to be a big story," but there doesn't seem to be anything. No, there's not one big coming to it. Long-running yeah. story running through mm. is there, and then running out of time yeah. now. And momentum actually. Ever since the hunter shooting episode, the momentum's been a bit like mm. for me anyway. It's been a bit over the place. Mm. And like Christmas is quite soon. I don't know what Christmas is building up to. Well, yeah, that's true too. There's nothing leading to a big Christmas story again. I we mean, need Tish back. <laughs> Just bring back Sharon. Tish Where with... is Sharon and Phil, eh? I know. Where are you up to? But this is the thing. Why is no one reporting any of this to Phil either? Like, yeah, Sonia. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, very silly. And like these things with Callum, they're not washing with me. I'm afraid they're very nice, but I want to see more of like an actual relationship between them, not just him doing something evil and then going home and having like erotic sex because he's all <laughs> hyper on hurting someone. You're gonna mock up another <laughs> porno <laughs> scene, I. Yeah. Which I mean, maybe that's the running thing. He seems to get off on violence, doesn't he? But this is it. We all so, know this anyway. We've seen him numerous scenes when he's getting beaten mm, and he's and just loving it. Loving it. Yeah. Got handcuffed, really, loved it. Yeah. Remember when he? Well, remember when he hired someone to hit to hit man for yeah, Billy? Kill Billy. Yeah. His family. Yeah. It's that's really, been forgotten. It just leaps frogs from one to the next mm. with Ben. It's like they they obviously brought Ben in to be this dark kind of gangland character the only thing i can think of is the ultimate end to this is that ben is going to be killed ben's going to be killed off at some point mm, i don't want them to kill ben he's too much of an important character but, but he's they, a proper they legacy need to, mitchell um, he can't be yeah they need to chill him a bit mm. he's been you know he's been Haley slated this year put him on ice put <laughs> him on ice and let him have a I mean, few one moments. more question I want before we move on is mm. about the future of ben and callum if callum knows this side of ben if he'll ever 
if he knows about it, doesn't know about it, will he know about it? Is that going to be an issue for them going forward? Because Callum's quite soppy and quite on the level. Yeah, but this is the thing. Callum had this is Callum spoke to Ben about that video, and Ben seemed quite blasé about it with when you know when he mentioned it around mm. Ben. And so, you know, I think he knows that Ben kind of has this much more, less shock. He's less shocked by things than what Callum is. Like things don't scare him quite so easily. Mm. He showed that today, um, this week also with the funeral parlor. When, when we talk about Jay later, when he tried to help Jay out and he oh, spoke yeah, to the gangster woman, the gangster woman, he said, Oh, you're mistaking me for someone who scares <laughs> easy. And she was, she actually audibly went, oh, went back. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about it a bit later. Yeah. But um, I do think, yeah, I don't think Cal- this is, do you think it'll be an issue for him? No, I think it will be an issue. Oh, with it will him. be. And I think it, it but I don't think Ben will change for Callum. I think Ben has this... It's interesting that he spoke to that mob woman, really, because Ben is a bit like the mob guy who Jay has to mar- uh, bury this... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he thinks he time. is, anyway. He does, and, and the wife is a bit like... Is, isn't like Callum, because Callum wouldn't be part of it. Callum, if Callum knew what Ben was doing right now, he wouldn't just kind of say, oh, well, that's my husband. Yeah, mm. as, long as, as long as he's making me money, I'm happy. If I was Martin... I'd um, get Aidan Patrick Mc- Joseph Maguire's sister on the case. Because oh, yeah. didn't Ben steal the necklace from her? Well, the one that Kathy bought e, um, yeah. the album with. Yeah, mm. I'd get her and say, you know, Ben's back in the country, love. Clara, is that name Clara? I'd like, sort him out. Clara. Little, Clara. little tip for you, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what I'd do. If I, I don't mine. think he left a forwarding address, though. No, I don't Although care. he could ask Kathy. You know, he could ask his Aunt Kathy, yeah. Aunt Kath. Because or Kath- Mel. Well, Mel Kath- will know. Yeah, one of them must have the details of him or her. Mm, yeah, Mel. Well, that's interesting. Why was um? Why weren't either of those at Hunter's funeral? Why weren't they at Mel's wedding? We yeah. to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're going to do on to the really short storyline of the Slaters. It's not really much more about this house, but like the Slater house is kind of falling apart. Kush is low on money, and he like offers a spa weekend to make Jean and Cat feel better. And then the stock he bought wasn't very good, so then he loses money. So he keeps talking about money past two weeks mm. we know there's a new loan shark on the square yes so i'm guessing they're going to link up with martin and they're gonna go well, no because Chris has already confronted ben so he knows about ben being a loan shark and when so... he gets desperate though yeah but do you think he would do you think he would knowing the the way that ben is t- is um, yeah, i hope not but yeah the way he's he's being for to martin would he really take the risk of loaning money from him we talked about this last week we said would martin is the ultimate That's what thing I thought, martin's gonna end up but, yeah. yeah he knows about it but there's, there's a lot of talk about money and like big mo offers to help but... well big mo wants to buy his stock off him <laughs> What is ripped stock? Yeah, to do what with, we don't know. But she wants to buy it because she's got the gift of the gab, hasn't she? So presumably he sold mm. it at a loss. But he's already promised Jean and Kat that he's going to give away. a weekend away, a spa weekend. Yeah, because she's a bit upset by Daniel and she keeps replaying the messages and things for him. Well, So this is it, isn't it? Daniel left a video to Jean, basically telling Jean to be brave. Or was this the week when she went around and told everyone? Yep. Oh, be brave, this this be week? bold, be Jean. Oh, yeah. And that's what exactly what she did. So she went from <laughs> place to place to place. Yeah, and basically... I mean, there's being brave and being bold, but... Being rude. There's being rude as well. <laughs> I mean, she was telling Whitney that she um, has to stay away from having any other boyfriends. Yeah, good advice. So she, what she said to Keanu was a bit weird. That he's bold. Yeah, you'll be bald one day, so why don't you grow your hair? <laughs> 
Fair enough. Louise, you'll never get your figure back once you've given birth to your baby. Good. Stupid Louise this week. Mm. Louise, remarkably, didn't make it about herself after that either. Mm-hmm. She said more about, like, um, she, well, she did because she then thought about, you know, going away with Lisa. She did kind of make it about herself, actually, because she then went to Lisa and started speaking to her about, you know, maybe, maybe we should go away with Portugal. Oh, it made her think not just about herself. No. Yeah, about the family. Maybe she'd mm. be better off in a nice warm climate. Yeah, and that was interesting because she was talking to Keanu about how she saw Mel as like more of a mother figure. Mm. And Lisa was kind of listening and a bit like, oh, are taken back by it. That's obviously bubbling to something. Mm. We keep, I keep forgetting about Lisa. She's kind of just like there. She gets thrown in there and then. Mm. But she, she basically told Louise and Keanu over a meal that they are planning to eventually leave again to go to Portugal, her and Mel. And they want to take them with her. And at first, Louise was like, no, my family's here. And then, but then she's changed her mind. So, you know, Jean's advice helped her out a little bit there then. That was okay. That was quite useful. Mm, that's true. But then she did tell Ian that she was lousy, he was lousy in bed. Yeah, well, this is a weird, another weird thing. They completely ignored the fact that Jean and Ian were like a couple at Christmas. Remember that weird storyline where they were together? Mm. They didn't even reference even knowing each other. It was really odd. No, it was very strange. It's, again, The way it's, they talked to forgotten. each other was like they just passing each other on the street. Well, Ian and Jean don't show any interaction mm. at all. And he said something like, oh, off your meds. So yeah. He wouldn't say that. No. Like they were, they made quite a deep connection where they were talking about Lucy's death and stuff. And then it he was, just says something like that. It's really like... Over what? a bowl of vegetables, remember? Because mm. he was preparing the vegetables yeah, a, week be- a week before... Yeah, a week before Christmas itself. <laughs> So I thought that was a bit like, oh, mm. you remember Martin hanging Ben on a bridge 20 years ago? Don't remember that from last year. Mm. It's strange. Well, it's strange that they, it's almost like they deliberately tried to keep Gene and Ian as a separate entity. Like, okay, let's just forget that had happened. Mm. But yeah, because Gene and Ian showed, as you said, quite a connection because they both showed signs of they've been down. Ian had obviously run away that time and went missing. And, you know, Gene did something similar. And mm. maybe, Ian, you know, they, they have something that they could connect with. But again, Ian's lost his character a bit. He's shown a bit yeah, of arrogance. Yeah, he was just arrogant, rude, mm. for like no reason. It was really lazy of him. Like of them, that's not how Ian should be written anymore. It's like he's progressed like 20 years. But like, was it Ian's comment that made Jean sort of go inside herself again? Someone said something quite mean to her. I think it was, it was Ian, wasn't Ian's, it? and then I think um, a few people said, you know, you really, what you're doing is a bit get a bit over the top now. I think you're being silly. And yeah, yeah it upset her. And she's like she a girl back. on lots of sugar. And she was a bit. So like, go take a seat in the corner, Jean. <laughs> I mean, she told Tracy that the pie had not much filling. Oh, yeah. I mean, what did, tr- what did she think Tracy was going to do? Poor Trace. Talking about food, we forgot to mention something about Callum and Ben. Callum was going to make um, a meal for Ben. And he had no recipe other than the recipe that Whitney had made him, which was chicken pasta. (laughs) And he said it to Whitney. I'm making your favourite, your recipe. Yeah, yeah. chicken pasta. I mean, was Whitney going to react to that? But also, isn't Callum a A chef? chef. (laughs) He is a chef. So, you know. So that was really weird of Callum to say that. It's a bit like in your face, Whitney. Mm. But I'd show in the video too, if I was Leo. (laughs) You make your own chicken pasta next week. He's been hanging around Ben too much. He has, he has. It's rubbing off on him. In all the wrong ways. Well, Ben's robbing off on him, yeah. <laughs> but then that's what young couples do. I wouldn't know. Right, so let's go on to our second game of the week. That's right. Doubling the content. And then we'll be back to round up the rest of the week. He's at it again, Ben. Mick Carter is having a bubble. Oh, yes. He's got some statements that could be true and could be false. And you need to tell me if they're Babe Ruth, the truth. Oh, God. Or Porky Pies, lies. <laughs> now, Ben... <laughs> I'm going to read statements about Ka- Kathy's calf 
and you need to tell me if it's Babe Ruth or Porky Pie. It's not for bees and honey, so don't be a basin of gravy. If your answer is cut and scratches, just take a lump of ice, roll the rats and mice, and have a meat pie. So are you ready, Ben? So what did you call me? <laughs> so just basically go over the rules. I'm going to read a statement. Uh, this week we're talking about facts, or are they facts, about Kathy's caff. And then Ben has to tell me if they're the truth mm-hmm. or if they're a lie. Lovely. And Ben has to use Cockney rhyming slang oh, because yeah. only Mick Carter understands Cockney rhyming slang, which is Babe Ruth for truth and Porky Pie for a lie. Good. I find it hard to remember them. Yeah, well, it's fine. Let's let's give it a go. So, statement number one: Kathy's has a food hygiene rating of five, which is very good. <laughs> Porky pie. No, there's mud on the walls. It's Babe Ruth. I forgot to say. It's the truth. He's got five rating, top, top you can get. Mm. Mm. That's suspicious. Printed from the internet, probably. <laughs> probably. Well, I don't know if Ian would know how to do that, to be fair. And Cathy's got no idea about the world. Laura Beale was once the manager of the cafe when Ian owned the cafe. Is that true or false? Porky Pie, because she was in the chip shop. Yeah, it is false. But it was actually because she was the manager when Phil owned the cafe. Oh, what? Laura Beale? Yeah, weird. Laura Beale, when Phil had ownership after Ian went bankrupt. Which leads nicely to statement number three. <laughs> Ian went bankrupt from a bad stock investment. True or false? Porky pie. It is false. But again, he did go bankrupt. He got caught with a dodgy tax return and avoidance. And so he owed a lot of money and had to lose. Doing that since the 90s as well, isn't he? Yeah, well, he, likes to, well, he likes to waggle his money. Yeah, exactly. He's saying that people are self-employed, <laughs> so he doesn't have to pay them a full wage. Naughty Ian Bill. Statement number four. Nick Cotton took a number of Walford residents hostage in the cafe after a failed attempt to poison his mother. <laughs> is that true or false? Oh, that's really tricky. Um, Babe Ruth. It's true, Ben. <laughs> you need some easy ones to mix in with the more difficult ones. That's really easy. Plus, I just did a whole thing about Nick Cotton's whole life. So, gutted, uh, gutted for you. Yeah, but will anyone ever see the light of day of that statement? Ask YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. YouTube won't let you. Uh, <laughs> BBC won't let me, actually. Well, that's because we're officially unofficial. Mm. We don't have Terribly permission. Unofficial. Terribly. Statement number five. Other than Ali Osman, Jane Bill and Kathy, the cafe was also once owned by Heather Trott as a present from Phil Mitchell. Is that true or false? Mm. It sounds ridiculous. So it could be true. I hate Heather Trott. Um, Babe Ruth. Cause it sounds like something stupid that he'd do to make what? Shirley happy or something. What makes you hate Heather Trott? That's just annoying. She's a no what nobody character, isn't she? I think if you'd thought about it a bit more when you said make Shirley happy, you would have known it was false. Because although Phil had the cafe for a second time after a divorce between Jane and Ian, he gifted it to Shirley. Oh. And she named it Shirley's. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Serves you right for saying the last one so easy, doesn't it? (laughs) Statement number six. Closer magazine claimed that the Bridge Street Cafe was to become a vegan restaurant. True or false? (laughs) Closer magazine could claim anything. Babe Ruth, true. Yes, they did. And um, at the time of publishing, fans threatened to boycott the programme. So there you go. Maybe Dottie will open one. It was only last year they said that as well. Mm. So 2018, Closer Magazine claimed that. <laughs> right, final statement. You're doing all right. You've got four. So mm. if you get this one right, you've got five. And that's that's commendable. Good. Hmm. Good effort. Statement seven. Other than a member of the Bill family, the longest running employee of the cafe was Tina Carter, having worked there for five years. Is that true or false? Mm, true mm. other than a member of the bill family no way the longest running employee <laughs> of the cafe was tina carter having worked there for five years no false because of marie does marie count i don't know yep 
It involves Marie Evans started working as a cashier and waitress from 2003, mm-hmm. meaning she's worked there for 16 years. So Little sneaky extras. Hey, you're right. Quite a few good questions, a few tricky ones. Five out of seven on your varying scale, because it changes every week, of characters' score system. What does <laughs> well, clever as. Yeah, to, of how clever you are. Mm-hmm. What's a five out of seven? Kirsty Cotton. Oh. Yeah, for her in. I'm sorry? I'll throw her in. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, your teeth loose again this week. <laughs> I've got a dry mouth. <laughs> I know a few people on Twitter who have some <laughs> comments about that this week. Uh, if you have any games that you'd like us to play, do get in touch with us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and our email, eastendersweekly at gmail.com. And that was another edition of Mick Carter's Having a Bubble. So before we carry on talking about the the last two stories of the week, uh, we have our question for people to get in touch with us on with their answer, where they can win a piece of EastEnders Weekly merch from our merch store. All we have to do is answer the question and reply to us on our Twitter, our Instagram or our email address, and you will get one free entry on each. And we will be drawing the winner and revealed on the Christmas episode of EastEnders Weekly. So you've got lots of entries you can go. So we're going to do one of these every week. Uh, We've done two already. I don't know if anyone's heard them. Some people have. Maybe you haven't. So go back and see if you can hear them. But this week's question is, where was Martin Dangled from by Ben as form of... (laughs) That's the question, is it? Yeah. Okay. Where was Martin Difficult. Dangled from by Ben? Tricky one this and week. And Tubbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You dangle me from somewhere any day. You dangle the something ceiling. over Ben. Was it A, the bridge above no. Bridge Street? Was it B, E20 roof? Or was I've it... seen E20's roof before. have <laughs> <laughs> seen the Vic roof a few times. <laughs> or was it C, Dot's washing line? Oh. So if you think you know the answer, either send us a tweet at EastEnders Week or Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast or email EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com with the answer A, B or C. And the question once more was, where was Martin dangled from by Ben and Tubbs? Was it A, the bridge, B, E20 roof or C, Dot Cotton's washing line? Just so everyone knows, if they want to find me, I'll be dangling from Ben and Tubbs's bedroom ceiling. So on to our discussion of Jay, because he's got a storyline. Once a year, this happens. Yeah. And this is his time to shine. It's <laughs> his time. Let him shine. Again, more very old references this week because someone has died. They want a very big, elaborate funeral. <laughs> and um, other funeral parlours aren't accepting it. So they're now gone to Coker and Sons. And it's like this big hoo-ha. Oh, I thought Coker and Sons was their first choice. No, didn't the woman say like, oh, the other ones have said no. So you have to do it. So it's co- so it's Coke like is that. that desperate for business that they have to go for this gangland funeral. Well, no one's dying anymore in the square, are they? So yeah, but yeah. everyone who dies wants a discount. They're not now. a captive market, though. They're not the only like <laughs> they don't only do a catchment area of Albert Square. Don't they? <laughs> well, they Didn't shouldn't. They no wonder they're going under. <laughs> but um, yeah, it turns out it was Terry Bates, who not many people will know, maybe quite a long time ago and it's funny when they do storylines like this because you have to like really set your mind like 15 years back to kind of remember all the ins and outs of the storyline but basically he was like a gang leader and he arranged jay's dad to be killed and he was stabbed in a flat with all these guys around him and billy and jay were there Mm. but billy got like scared and locked them in a bathroom while it happened oh yes because you you watched this recently or am i thinking of something yeah ish oh okay a few months ago i can't really i was skipping past it but like it's hard like if we if you didn't watch that recently 
it's hard to like cast your mind all the way back to this random storyline, mm, which makes it a bit, bit, a bit difficult to show any kind of feeling toward Jay because if mm. it's not a storyline you recognise or relate to, you can't really show any sympathy toward Jay. Mm, I must admit, I was finding myself tuning out, mm. <laughs> even though I love Jay. He's good. He's got lots of, and the actor's amazing. Oh, the, the yeah, the actor is fantastic. So I feel bad saying it. And Billy, you know, when he's given good material, he's decent yeah, enough. Yeah. But I just feel like disconnected, I guess, with this. It's like some guy's funeral and Jay's plan seems a bit stupid. This is what I felt disconnected by the, the fact that Jay's plan didn't really show any kind of weight behind it. Like mm. he's thinking, oh, I'm going to tell everyone what what I know about him. And it's like, well, probably everyone knows. Yeah, it's this. like, sorry, the the gang are going to be there so mm. they're not going to be surprised are yeah, they? yeah, yeah. what he was what <laughs> he was that really it's like, all that beating i was doing is nothing compared to killing he died in prison yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah it doesn't really make sense like jay's saying oh i'm gonna go and i'm gonna make sure everyone knows exactly what he was like mm. it's like well have you met his wife I know, she was a right bitch, wasn't she? Yeah. Cow. She was a cow. She's a character I wouldn't mind seeing back again. I like, mm. I really love like gangster mobs' wives. Mm, they are better, wives. aren't they? Sorry, like, I when I say. saw her sat there, I thought, oh yeah, a bit interested now. Mm. And um, they used the same actress as well. She was only in like a handful of episodes years and years and years ago. So that's quite good that they got the same mm. same woman back. But she didn't recognise Jay. And I think Jay found that was a bigger insult. I thought she did, though, when she saw him. Because she, she kind looks... of looked back a bit like, yeah. I kind of recognise you. She was kind of always kind of register him. And mm. so do you think that she was deliberately showing... That I she... think so. She's yeah. a mob boss mm. woman. So wife. she wasn't showing any feet. She wasn't showing any emotion mm. toward him. She isn't what she was doing. Yeah, poker face to him. But yeah, I mean, his plan just seems a bit like... Really? So what's this going to... Again, this leads me to the question of, it's great having this like history and bringing stuff up, but what does it lead us to? Is it going to lead us to anything, or is it just going to be, that's it? Or is Jay going to get himself in trouble? Mm, Are the gang going to go after him? Like, I don't get it. Again, I think it's just going to be a very quick done story again yeah. as you say it's the lightning speed stories at the moment something that's cropped to mind maybe they can kill lola perhaps <laughs> his girlfriend why not <laughs> she'll be in a nice leopard skin uh she's cannon coffin. fodder yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> just get rid of her um ben showed a lot of sympathy toward jay Good. in this story but but then what What's Ben doing to Martin? Well, All yeah. roads lead to Martin. Why? Doesn't really make sense. No, exactly. So how can he show any sympathy when he's doing almost an identical thing? Jay's family-ish. Else? That doesn't matter. No, it I know. doesn't matter. He can't. He's well. That's why it's stupid when Ben like says, "I've got my date with my daughter. You can't interrupt me, Martin." And then mm. he goes, "I'm going to throw." hope off a bridge yeah something i've got to say so is, is, is are these empty threats by ben or is this something he would actually carry out or is this something well, he, he would ask other people though, to carry he? he just says what he thinks he should that's stay, true that's true this is the whole reef situation mm-hmm. again isn't it because he was trying to stand up to the mob boss woman but she wasn't really that phased by him oh no i don't know i think she she was quite surprised really? when, no she was you could see she physically sat back when he said to her like you're mistaking me yeah you're mistaking me for someone who's easily scared um and it wasn't until... and then jay walked in the room. <laughs> then, yeah exactly and then jay this i mean jay is nowhere near threatening yeah, little and... bunny rabbit yeah and i feel <laughs> why is he a bunny rabbit little bunny rabbit in headlights oh i see he's a bit peeps, peeps through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Not, but not a bunny rabbit in headlights. He's a Jamie Mitchell in headlights, Ben. Oh, yeah, original. That's a reference, so next week we'll probably have that on EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, yeah, Jay was obviously trying to look all like, I'm not scared of you either, but he clearly was, and he was... He, I mean, this isn't Jay's mentality. I mean, Jay likes to give out this kind of... Didn't he do a job with Ben recently as well, actually? I've just suddenly remembered. Didn't he do a job and he came back with, like, a kind of bloody... Yeah, he didn't want to do it, did he? I yeah, but think. he did it anyway. <laughs> Again, so why are they trying yeah. to make Jay into this Too kind much of... gangsters. Can't cope. Yeah, but they again, they're changing Jay. Like, Jay's always had to be strong and confident for himself, but never someone who would unjustly mm. do it. So I suppose what he's doing is a very just thing, but at the same time, and it's a... like, he does have common sense. And again, alcohol problem. Grab the bottle. Yeah. What would Linda say? <laughs> Funnily enough, the only one who's not having... <laughs> what would Linda do? The only problem with a person who doesn't have an alcohol problem, and I'm sure you can guess where I'm heading with this, <laughs> and should have, is Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How has Martin just literally swapped, oh, swooped in in two week. weeks? Yeah, but in two weeks, he's literally become the nuclei of this whole mm. square. Like, everything is all aimed around Martin. It's like he's carrying the weight of Lacey Turner's story. <laughs> <laughs> on his shoulders. Yeah, I know. Anyway, it's all about Jay, not not Martin, not Martin. And it was really funny how um he had a whole bottle of vodka and he's about what ten pounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd didn't be affected much, did it? No, have absolutely. a coffee. <laughs> so he Jay. up, yeah. And then he had the little chat with Billy, and that's when he said his grand plan, and that's kind of where it was left. Billy did warn him not to do it. Mm. Again, good sound advice by Billy. Billy really has matured recently. Yeah, in that year. Yeah. Says losing honey. Says all about honey. Mm. Billy and honey had a little chat when she was feeling faint. <laughs> Lifting boxes. Yeah, and then went for a run around the square the following day. Mm. Just like, yeah, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling fit. I mean, are you still under your impression that she may be pregnant? Or are you now on the eating disorder bandwagon? I think it. I think, I think it's pretty obvious <laughs> it's, it's the latter. Good. Yes, because she also she didn't want a sugary drink, did she? They were all either this week was it this week she said that mm, yeah she she didn't want to an energy drink wasn't it I yeah think. Mm. and we had the wonderful you know for a year and a half i've been saying i love the armeds yes they're both brilliant and then this week happened. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what's happened is he is the um arsha just given up phoning I, the it in? actor proper i'm sorry i'm sorry to the actor but it was well, I just them normally but this oh it was just weird, wasn't it? Like it was two like wooden planks it, on a sofa. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, yeah, because like, like Adam was, walked by, didn't he? And he just went. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> but like, he just stared at Adam every time. It was like Adam was like, "Oh hi, how are you both? Get away from me!" Oh, <laughs> he just ran like, off. So awful. Miriam's like this weird sheepish. She just sits there and doesn't really mm. input anything. I really do think both the actors have just been told, you know what? These are your final scenes, yeah. and they both like, okay, we'll just <laughs> come in, we'll do our it lines and odd. leave. It's odd that they're getting rid of them, in my opinion. It is odd, but now that they just don't seem to care, mm-hmm. or the writers aren't really writing their character, I don't know what's happening. But um, yeah, really odd. And and the fact that Arshad hasn't even talked to Miriam, apparently off screen, since he found out about Adam. It's like a couple who have been married for 40 plus years, yeah. like adopted hundreds of children, being through so much together. Why have they not sat down and just talked to each other about what Adam's done? It's really weird, isn't it? And it, when it it's got so came unrealistic. Out, well, when it came out as well on Friday, when he's like, I don't want your flight tickets, when Adam was offering them like a yeah. gift. And he says, he tells him to get out. You're not the family anymore. He eventually tells Miriam, you know, what had happened. Mm. Like he's had an affair with Habiba. First of all, one, the fact that she said, oh, you've been talking to Billy again. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. But two, yeah, she just kind of just was like, oh, oh, OK, then sat mm. down, looked a bit shocked. And then we didn't see the uh, the conversation. That was it? Just cut. Yeah. It's like, 
give us something. Like they used to be really no, they didn't. They were never decent characters. But no, they, they were they always... decent, and they were good. They were good willed, and they they yeah, always but they had, had the heart. potential to be real good mm. older characters. Mm. And now they're just like they just we don't even see them talking to each other as a couple. It's really strange. I mean, the biggest danger sign was always that they never interacted other than their first episode when they did interact with <laughs> the king and queen yeah. of Wolford, which you know mick and linda and then they just would kept... don't tell sharon you said that oh no she's she's a queen in waiting she's king queen of Wolford, her and phil well no I, what i mean so by my <laughs> comment of that linda and mick are the king and queen is that they are basically the ones that the writers seem to yeah, yeah, yeah. lean toward but obviously the true queen the one with the white <laughs> the white simp- the white slippers known as nikes is sharon mm. Ash had a Miriam now would slowly kind of pulled further and further and further away because they did have stories when they were interacting with everyone. Mm. And then recently they've just been kept home housebound, haven't they? And just mm. But it just doesn't ignored. make sense because Habib and Ikra got introduced. So we thought, oh, we're going to see loads of a big family unit mm. and we didn't. Mm. So bizarre. And also, we, again, I think we talked about it a week or so ago. They had the story with Bobby. And again, it was such. It would have mm. been a terrific story to for them to kind of nurture and teach Bobby the the the, the Quran and the ways of you know their religion. And again, it's, it just feels like a wasted opportunity. It feels like it's mm. because they don't because they can't think of a long term plan with them, and because they want to quickly get Adam out of the way, and they've already shown links with Adam. It's just. It's like they're just kind of just mm. wasting an opportunity. Big opportunity. Mm. Especially when you have people like Patrick, who's been there like 20 years, and Big Mo. And then, they, like, why couldn't they be a unit of friends? Like, Yeah, yeah. Just because they're the same age, I know it's a bit stupid, but, like, something. No, I know. It, it is missing some kind of, like, mature audience. Mm. You know, a mature cast somewhere. Mm. I mean, I've, I've never been a huge fan of having lots of elderly characters in a TV programme, because I think it kind of kind of... Bog it, bog it down a little bit. With yeah, you watch of... classic EastEnders and the best mm. characters are the older ones. Yeah, I know. So I, I don't do... know why they can't seem to get them anymore. I mean, then, but they, they had they struck gold from the beginning when they got Dot. Let's be honest with you. And Dot, mm. they can't do. And Ethel. Yeah, of course Ethel. But they, they it, it's it's almost just trying to get introducing maybe two elderly women to join the soap or something. You know mm. what I mean? I don't know. There's there's, there's, some, there's something that they need to add there. Yeah, it's a shame. It's but... a missing piece. Yeah, the storyline is just he was going to buy them tickets to go on a pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Because like, that thing about Miriam not wanting to go outside seems to have disappeared because she was in the cafe having like a bit of cake. Oh, they were walking down through the market as so well. I guess she's over that now. She yeah. said her one sentence about it. Um, but this is it, isn't it? Every time there's the story related to them, it's literally just one scene and it's fixed. Mm. It, it, this week Bizarre. it was fixed because he told her about Adam in one scene. It was one passing line. Oh, he's had an affair with Habiba, mm. and that the was girls it. confirmed it. Yeah, yeah, very odd. But shame. I feel the end is near. They've not even been announced that they're leaving, but it's looking. Like oh, it. it's very much heading that way. <laughs> let's be honest with you. Like all the all the little ties are being, you know, mm, tied up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. So that's us tied up. Mm. We're finished. Are we? The show us. Our career. We're over. EastEnders. <laughs> we're gonna do our. We're gonna split into two separate EastEnders podcasts. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. What would yours be? EastEnders Weeks. I'm keeping the brand. You're keeping and the all name. The followers. I have to change. Think of a new name. Then. You have to start from scratch. <laughs> but before we do that, we need to finish the actual <laughs> show where we discuss who won the week, comments from our listeners who are valued opinions rather than ours, which are wrong, and we also travel back in time. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. 
So it's the time of the show when we read out your comments and we delve into the past with Ben, because Ben likes to delve into the past. Ben likes to be hung from different things we found out this week. Yeah. So uh, we're going to jump to Ben then and find out the births, the deaths, and this time last year on the square. Mm, we did. I went into a bit of a EastEnders time hole this week by <laughs> watching an episode and then a character said something and then I went back to find what they were doing for what they said and then I just ended up just looping into lots and lots of different oh, holes i ended up looking at every episode that ethel was in <laughs> by accident all right that, so, and that come from a line that phil said that kathy left last week that's what my spiraling went the, on to that kathy left last week yeah and i ended up with an ethel it was very confusing i went into a big deep hole of episodes but um i'll get onto that later mm. so first up we've got birthdays and this is something i forgot to mention this week which i was very annoyed at i've been going on about sharon's 50th birthday for ages yeah you have and it's off screen. She's on blimmin' holiday. They're not even giving her her big 50th party. She needs a cake. She needs a stripper. She needs something to celebrate with. Last year, she came back on her birthday. Yeah, and she got a cake and a stripper. And a Keanu in the alleyway. Yeah, and a Keanu, exactly. But yeah, 22nd of October, 1969, our little Sharon was born by Gavin. <laughs> given away to Den at a poker deal. Well, on the, can you imagine if she was actually put on the table with, amongst all the chips, this baby? Oh, yeah, and she'll like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, take that. I'll have that. So, yeah, that's, you know, off screen, that's just disrespectful, especially her 50th. So, we'll be moving on. Right, 23rd of October, 1990, was Tamwa Masood. Oh, Tamwa. No one cares. Tamwa no was 1990? One... Yeah. I thought he was the same age as me. No. Weird to think that. Okay. I'm not that much older. This is a weird... I don't know if it was mentioned on the show. I'm not talking about your age. No. I'm talking about extenders. 24th of October, 2000, <laughs> Bex Fowler was born. Was her birthday mentioned, or did they just forget it? Or was her birthday when she committed suicide? It wasn't, was it? That was just a party. No, if it's this week. Yeah, 24th, weird. 24th of October. Hmm. Is that missed? They forgot that? I reckon they forgot. They watched the horror film. <laughs> but, God, but they keep doing lots of things. No, hang on. No, no, no. I don't think they did forget because wasn't she doing like a, like trying on all these clothes and dresses and Martin was meant to be there for it. And um, he didn't go because obviously Ben's got... Oh, was that for her birthday, was it? I think so. Hmm. Well, she doesn't do anything out of the house at the moment, does she? That's true. She's not going to uni anymore, much to Sonia's... <laughs> she's just started a YouTube channel of her songs. She did do that and then got bullied. No, she's doing it again. No, she's <laughs> in the house alone. Um, she's not the... alone. She's got Dottie. <laughs> Kirstie. She's got Sonia. No one's calling her Kirsty. You noticed that this week. Mm, I know they kind of reverted back mm, to Dotty. Didn't take long. Um, last birthday, 23rd of October 2009, George Trott was born. George, that's the son of Heather. Yeah, so he's 10. Who's living after George now? Was Probably it... um, that boy. Darren. Yeah, Darren. Darren's got him. Mm. Maybe he can come back in 10 years and take Ben down. Yeah, yeah. You kill hit my him, mum. Yeah, hit him with a picture of Heather. <laughs> hit him with Heather. <laughs> Um, so the episode I watched this week was the 22nd of October, 1999, because EastEnders, the official EastEnders, we know last week they stole my bit, and mm. now they do this time last year. Oh yeah, because, you know, it's a good idea. So Stole my bit. Stole your bit. I feel like Krusty the Clown. Um, <laughs> and they did Sharon Gate, and that's so obvious. Should we call them Gabbo, the official EastEnders <laughs> yeah. from now on? Gabbo's. Your bet Midler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did Sharon Gate, too obvious. <laughs> We already, we, everyone knows it's the 25th anniversary yeah. of Sharon Gate. Yeah, all right, yeah, don't worry about that. We all know. <laughs> so I looked into 22nd of October 1999, and this was a Phil and Grant special. The 20th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Where um, 
I remember I, when I watched this. I remember watching this when I was a child. So I'm assuming you might w- remember it too. They were doing some sort of weird. <laughs> As not a child. <laughs> yeah, they were doing some sort of like dodgy deal, yeah. obviously. And there was like a thing of money that they took, and they were running away from the police. And they were in like a car park, and they went round and round and round, and they were trying to escape. And there's loads of like car chase scenes, and they end up driving into the Thames because Phil's shooting. Oh at Grant yes. In the car. yes, 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 yes. Well, mm. This a is few where the Kathy, th- yeah, this is where the yeah. Kathy thing that got me spiraling into looking into EastEnders for years. Right. <laughs> um, went from because he because Grant slept with Kathy. Mm. This is obviously after the Sharon Gate incident, which happened twenty five years ago. Yeah, so there's loads of like things bubbling on, and Phil had a little little gun. It was like <laughs> tiny. Well, the kind of things you get in like a cracker at Christmas, <laughs> yeah. a little water pistol. You fill it up with like, and it's literally got one squirt in it. Mm. And then he's like, "Oh, that's fun." And then um, they kept arguing, fighting, and they were driving away from the police and got away again. And then Phil started shooting at the car as Grant was driving into the Thames. Yeah, that's right. I remember. And they showed a big special shot of the um, Millennium Dome because it was just being built. Oh, of course it was. Because yeah, so they... there was a big like camera. The O2, thing. as it's now known. Mm. Um, and they went into the water and obviously. Jean climbed that. She did. Mm. No audio. <laughs> she should take Daniel up there, shouldn't she? Oh yeah. Could have been a nice round story. They could have again reverted. They could have looked down and said, "Oh, that's where Phil and uh, Grant drove into the river." Well, Phil was found. He was pulled out straight away mm. by the police, but no Grant, no body. Oh, no. Assumed dead. I mean, you shouldn't assume that someone's died in a river at <laughs> any point. No, dirty dentist listening. Mm. So yeah, that was that episode, and then they, obviously he said. Um, oh, Kathy told me that you slept together before she left on her plane. She begged me to come to South Africa with her. And I thought, oh, I want a, I want a bit of Kathy. Yeah. I want to see what she looked like. We want a touch of Kathy. It's when she had a short haircut. She came back for two weeks in 1999 because she left in 97. Mm-hmm. But um, to go to South Africa? Yeah. Okay. The show. She left the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the first time. And then she came back for like two weeks stint. To do, fo- now and then. To do Footballers Wives. Yeah. And Gary Lucy, the guy from Hollyoaks. Yeah, which, which then she was on, on Hollyoaks, mm. and then <laughs> and then ruined her contract by being reinvited to EastEnders. So yeah, then I just got in a weird spiral where I was looking at that, and then I thought I wanted to see Dot's last episode when mm-hmm. she quit in '93. Well, around that. about this time in '93, or just no, it was there. like April. So you've basically broken the rules now. I know, because... but I got in a spiral. I'm just explaining my my state of mind. But because Gabbo have basically <laughs> stolen all of our ideas, you're now getting yourself into a spiral. And mm. It's because to... I wanted to see what Cathy looked like. Yeah. Because Cathy doesn't age. Of course. And then I thought, I want to see what Dot looks like when she left in 93 compared to when she came back in 97. Okay. And then Ethel turned up and I thought, oh, I love Ethel. And mm. I thought... Well, she's not in it much, so when is she in it again? Then I ended up looking at her bits in 2000, and it was all this big thing. I must say, when it's Ethel's death, oh, can God. we can we make that this time next year? I missed it. So that's why it's the next year now. Oh, is, is it quite recent? Yeah. Oh. I'm oh. Sorry. It was like September-ish. <sighs> of course it was. It's September, I'd love to do an Ethel it? special. I'd love to do an Ethel special. I love Ethel. If anyone's got any ideas for an Ethel special... One of my favourite episodes, one we saw recently, 91, was her birthday and everyone forgot. Oh, yeah. And then Mark bought her tickets for wrestling to see Big Daddy. Mm. <laughs> and she, like, gave loads of information about Dot's past to us. Oh, that was fascinating, yeah. Mm. You found out that she was kept on the windowsill of the pub while her mum got drunk inside. Yeah. That was really sweet. It was. Good old Ethel. I want to do an Ethel special now. So anyone who's got ideas of what they want us to talk about or... Your favourite Ethel moment. Your favourite Ethel moments, get in touch with us at on Twitter at EastEnders Week, <laughs> EastEnd, Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast or email us at EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com but I'll give you all the details right at the end of other social media you can get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ethel special. Right, you've see, heard now it Now you first. see why my mind kept spiralling. Yeah. Now you know why. Now yours has. That's what Ethel does to you. If Gabbo starts saying that they're going to do a Ethel special, <laughs> I'm going to yes, I'm going to well. fume. They even do a roundup now 
on Instagram. Do they really? The weekly roundup. They're treading on very delicate toes. We're here for free, guys. Yeah, exactly. No license fee for this nonsense. (laughs) Right, so uh, thank you, Ben. Um, We're going to find out who won the week this week. The four options were Leo's video games. Video games? Yeah, because video. Oh, right. Playing games. He's playing mind games. Ben's Black Magic. (laughs) Number one hit. Mm -hmm. But also because he's being a bit naughty. Yeah, that's going to win, but I shouldn't win. Okay. Jay can't let it go. No. I haven't seen Frozen. I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> anyway. And Chantel's Fear. Yeah, that was good. That was a really good one. Really That's good like one. one of the best storylines because mm. it's like real kitchen sink well, let me in give the you... house. Yeah. Behind closed doors. Mm. Let me give you some interesting statistics about the vote this week. Okay. For the first time ever, mm-hmm. there was a difference depending on the social network on which people voted from. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, there was one that was more popular than on Facebook, where there was another. So that's interesting. Well, Twitter was hijacked by Ben Mitchell's Twitter account because he told people to vote for Ben. That is true. That so is true. We're going to deduct 10 points. <laughs> no, 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 because it means more work. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but basically, you were right. Ben's Black Magic won. Mm. And um, I do think that basically Twitter was where it was most popular. Of course it was. But on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. Chantel's Fear was the most popular yeah, one. I see. And so that. Intelligent people. And that, would, that got second. That got 33% of the vote. Third place was Jay Can't Let It Go with 18% of the vote. And quite surprising. God, that's I two thought. weeks in a row now. They're last, Leo. Mm. That's not good. It's, it's this genuinely... is an 18 month long storyline. I know. This, well, this is a big Whitney storyline. She's going to sign a three year contract for this. Oh, is she Shona. actually. She's not signed yet. Oh, she's, Shona. She's getting the money up. Yeah, yeah, that's she it. Because she knows there's three-year plans, yep, see? But I wouldn't, I, if I was Shona, I wouldn't get them listen to this. Because <laughs> they might find out that perhaps her story's not that popular. I like it. I'm loving this Leo story. I really am. Yeah. I think it's great. And I love that they've involved Grey in it, too. Mm, they, they try to make... he's evil, but now he's not the evilest. It's like a moral maze, isn't it, for Grey? <laughs> he can't decide whether to be good or bad so in this gray. instance. <laughs> very grey. Like like the uh, area of matter that this is about. It's a very grey area. Mm. Well, not really, because we know who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> That's true. A few comments, as always, on our socials. On twi- So first of all, about Martin and Ben. Oh, on I hope twi- they're anti. There's a few. One way and the other. Just like Callum. Martin and Tuffs. Ben. And Tufts, yes. Martin and Ben. Question, uh, comments about Martin and Ben. At Ryan Monongu. 16 mm-hmm. said on twitter i thought ben being a bad boy was almost over but no keeps going on i hate this version of ben not just the character but the acting too i don't agree with the acting max Bowden's doing very well but i agree with everything else <laughs> fair enough uh, at jamie coleman t on twitter said i'm team ben he is way over his head yes absolutely that's in character but for martin to once again say that ben deserved to have almost died when he was 10 was uncalled for i'm thinking ben's going to try and throw martin off the bridge this time he sent that comment before friday's episode so he was right he was at jssl underscore 96 said honestly i'm tired of this gangster ben act the focus should be on the relationship with callum i just want to say as well how hilarious it was when martin was dangling off the bridge and he like looked through the train and ben was standing there staring at him it looked Mm. so stupid yeah looking i wish they lit that i wish something hit him in the face (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, a bit of debris or a, or a packet of Walker's Crisp just like stuck to his face and flapped in the wind. At Little Glittle One said, with Balan Phenomenon knocking, competing soaps out of the way of the top spot, this bad boy Ben is a great example of the EastEnders team snatching defeat at the claws of victory. Don't shoot the goose that's laying the golden egg. That's interesting, isn't it? Can you translate that, please? So me. basically what he's saying is that they're using, they're using Ben's character 
in the wrong way. Instead of doing the gangster story, they should be focusing more on the story between him and Callum. Mm. Or Balum, as he's romantically known as. Some comments about Chantel and Grey. On our Facebook, Alice Setchfield says, does anyone else feel just sick anytime Grey and Chantel are alone together? Yes. The storyline is so well written and acted, but it's horrible to watch. It was. Lily on Facebook says, I hate this story. I understand it is important to tell, but it's probably because the two of them portray the fear and anger so accurately that it's so very real. It's difficult <laughs> to watch. Mm. And at Lucinda LC says, Gray's lying through his teeth about his therapy. Notice how he's controlling her more under the guise of spoiling her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's going to therapy. No chance. Mm. A couple comments on Jay as well on our Twitter. At Noir4Moon says, I will say it until I'm blue in the face. Jamie is and always has been one of the best, most natural talents that EastEnders has. And he's never given enough to do. I'm glad he's finally been given a chance to shine. Hopefully he will be given a full chance to shine. Mm. And they won't just waste this opportunity. Yes, he's one of the rare ones which has been there for since he was a kid. And he's not been recast. They need to give him something to embed him in the show a bit I think mm, I agree Melanie Williams on Facebook says I'm loving the dynamic of Ben and Callum and Jay what a trio I prefer Tubbs <laughs> as a trio uh, comment on Facebook about <laughs> Kathy um, 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 really yeah from Ooh, <laughs> my favourite type of comment better be nice well, from Evelyn Lindstrom, mm-hmm. says, am I imagining things or are they pushing for Kathy and Stuart? That's it? No. Could <laughs> you imagine, after Kathy gets Rainy on drugs, gets her in prison, she then takes her man. I, Sounds like Kathy. It does sound like Kathy. <laughs> no, that's horrible. Um, and at Ryan Writes 97 said, uh, this week's been an awfully funny week. I've enjoyed the Chantel and Grace story, of course, but the Ben and Martin stuff feels very O'Connor slash York transition period. Mm. I think he's right there. It does feel mm. like it's a stopgap of a means to get to an end. Yes, it feels unplanned to me. I think it's planned. I think they've 100% know exactly what they're doing, but... Um... I don't. I worry. But I'm not going to comment any further. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one last comment then I want to read out by Ricky Champ this week. because oh, I don't he know... got in touch, has he? He hasn't been in touch, but oh. he does defend Katie Jarvis who was in the newspaper this week, um, oh, yeah, the, the Daily Star, newspaper. the tabloid, yeah, the Daily Star. And they basically jumped on the fact that she's basically got a job. To... Woman gets a job. Yeah, exactly, to feed her family. Um, and Ricky Champ basically sums it up perfectly. So, oh, anyone who doesn't know, Katie Jarvis played Hayley in EastEnders. And in the UK press... Hayley Slayer! <laughs> and uh, in the UK press, she uh, was found working a, a job um, at a <gasps> discount store. Really? There's a UK discount store called BM in the UK. And they were being quite mean about it, basically saying, oh, look what's happened to her now. She's mm. not on EastEnders. And loads of EastEnders stars jumped to her defence, saying, like, we've all done jobs where we've had to make money while we're in the interim of us finding other work. Mm. And Ricky Champ summed it up best with, kitchen staff, removal man, labourer, painter and decorator. And literally two weeks before I got the EastEnders gig, I took my test to be a cab driver. We do what we need to do to provide for our family. This article is disgusting so here here ricky champ and he can add cafe gay bar and indian restaurant to his list he's certainly well, in indian fusion restaurant oh yeah and being a hot dog we all want to be a hot dog <laughs> uh thank you all for listening as always you can get in touch with us on twitter at eastenders week or our instagram at eastenders weekly podcast you can find our facebook group search eastenders weekly podcast and click to join you can email us eastenders weekly at gmail.com you can also find us on youtube again to search eastenders weekly podcast you can find our podcast on all good podcast apps including apple podcasts where if you feel so why not give us a review and let us know what you think of the show yeah and that's all she wrote so goodbye bye